call this whole uh, podcast? Do we have to talk about the other thing? Well, we were just in a discussion world? about uh, the New England Patriots and whether or not they're done. So I figured a uh, a little shipping off from Boston. O'Doyle rules was a good intro choice. Welcome to the Quizzo Trivia Podcast, folks. Episode seventy-three. Wow, getting there. Last week of summer, but more importantly, it is football season. It is. It is the heart of football season, and right now, basically, all we can think about is fantasy football. No offense, that's going to be well, how it pro- is for it, this is what the problem. Five is, months. Is the decisions you make this week are going to determine Affect your next five months. Yeah, you have to be able to see Without the future. Without a doubt, it is going to your weekends are going to depend on the choices you make this week. It's almost like there's really nothing else I want to talk about except football. So. You know, yeah, it's just it's just so important these decisions. It's a, people have no idea that don't play this stuff, but it really, I mean, your your weekend it starts on Thursday and it goes through Monday, and it is dictated by how well you do this week. Perfect I mean, let's example. face it you can you can help yourself out on the waiver wire, but you can't you can't win it on the waiver now, wire. You, you can definitely lose your whole season this week. There's no question about it before it even gets started. What would you Funny. say is the top four picks? And I guess it depends where you draft. Well, before we get into heavy fantasy football conversation, right. just a very quick uh, story. So I was going to host a Quizzo show Monday. Show up at the venue. Venue is wall-to-wall. All fantasy football drafts. Oh. Couldn't even do the show. Really? Couldn't even do Couldn't the show. Couldn't do the show. I had, like, a room of people pushed off Can to the side. Can you say the name of the place? Uh, no, I'd rather not. Okay. Um, so I had a, a room of people pushed off to the side that wanted to play Quizzo, and uh, all the other tables were taken by these huge drafts that were there. And I looked at so them. So that's the new and they looked trend? At me drafting and, at strip clubs? It's not a strip club. <laughs> 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 it was good, though. That was impressive. It's the, it's, <laughs> if you have ever been there, it's the opposite of a strip club. Like, okay. whatever that is, all that's right. what this place is. Okay. But they were doing great business for fantasy football drafts, and, and clearly there is something to, you know, this time of year where everyone's involved in that. In other words, that's what was impressive to me, is seeing these groups of people that, you know, the rest of the year I've never seen at this place, and they're, like, in droves out there. So Yeah, what was the, I saw an odd. It's a good. It's oh, a this good, is what it was. So it was it's a uh, good plug for fantasysportsbars.com coming soon. It was uh 2 years ago Springsteen played um Citizens Bank Park. Okay. The week of fantasy football drafts. So it'd be like this week. So Xfinity I remember going to Xfinity Live and there was a thousand people there like with their laptops. <laughs> Right, you know, because it was a Springsteen. It's oh, such a good research. place. To, it's such a good place to draft with all the. You yeah, know, last night I hosted Quizzo and I did it at a place in AC. And I look out the window, and the owner of the place is out having his fantasy draft on the porch. Right. <laughs> so it literally is everybody. And what's he surrounded by? A laptop, papers. You think people are doing? You know, uh, I will say though, it's getting worse. I I used to enjoy drafting more because the players that I was drafting against had less information, right. and now it just doesn't seem like the mistake. I mean, I don't know if you remember some of the all, all-time blunders, <laughs> but a, sure. a guy who drafted Peyton Manning in the first round came back and took Donovan McNabb, and like you're sitting there like just watching running backs fall to you in the third round that you because thought were first round. Qu- There's two quarterbacks. Yeah, and I mean, only that was just, one. those were the days, and now it's like you just get less and less of that. Yeah, you cross your fingers that somebody takes Aaron Rodgers in the second, maybe, but... Yeah, all those like... things. I think I think we need to do for the audience an entire different podcast on fantasy sports. I think we've tried that before, and uh, it's just a matter of keeping it up because you try to find enough hours in the week to handle these things, but we certainly love our fantasy football. To answer your question about my top four all-running backs, obviously you're looking at, you know, uh, Gurley, Bell... Uh, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, and then, you know, a whole mix of other guys that can get into the mix. Is Alvin Kamara better than those guys? I don't know. Is uh, Saquon Barkley going to be the best running back of all time? Better hope so for Dave Gettleman, because otherwise you're going to go down as the quarterback that handed Sam Darnold to the New York Jets uh, while you took a running back, number two overall, from Penn State. The last time that was done was... It's time for you to go on the record to... uh, uh, Terry Collins? No, what the last, question was? The what, last was the running question? back drafted number two overall from Penn State University. Kenjada Carter. You got it. All right. It's actually happened a couple times. Remember who the one was before that? He might have gone three or four overall, though. Hmm. Top five running back from Penn State. Bust. Before Carter? Yep. Yeah, kind of. One of my least should... favorite draft picks of all time. 
But it was exactly the same situation. Uh, who drafted him? New York Jets. Only the Jets can make that move. Blair Thomas? You got it. Blair nice. Thomas. That's a, that is a get. Already had Freeman McNeil on the roster as one of the best running backs we've ever had, and we decided to take the top five. I didn't realize he went down Blair as a total Thomas. bust, though. I, I thought he was like a starter for a I few think, years. I think but... he qualifies as for where he was drafted. It is time for you to officially go on the record, though, now, because you've okay. been you've been uh, singing the praises of the number one overall pick, and obviously your team got the number three overall pick. Baker so, Mayfield. So I want you to go on record officially before it, we get to week one, which okay. they mo- both might end up starting. I, I doubt Baker will start. There's one. no way. All right. Anyway, before the season starts, if you had it all over again. Mm-hmm. And, and I had the both, number one pick? Both were on the board. Right. Would you go Mayfield or Darnold? 100% Darnold. Yeah, 100%. It's not even. I've been saying that. There is not even. Six months. Listen, I was resigned to Mayfield, right? So I was like, okay, I hope if if that's the guy we get, I hope he doesn't suck. Okay. I hope he doesn't turn into Mark Sanchez. The second I saw that guy posing with a tiger and a Rolls Royce, <laughs> that was the moment. That was the moment I was like, thank God. Yeah. We 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 dodged a bullet the size of Florida. You will never see Sam Darnold no. posing with a Rolls Royce and a tiger. No, you won't. What do you think uh, Blair Thomas did in his career? <laughs> That's like give me an over. Give me an over under for yards. Seasons? No, I, I, total I, yards in his NFL career. Total I, touchdowns. I need in his to NFL. know his. Se- I need to know how many seasons he played. He played sixty four games. All right. So he played four seasons. Yeah. All right. I think that's why. I, I think that's why I thought. All right. So I would say he achieved. 2,800 yards. 2,200. Oof. Oof. So that would put him in the 12 touchdown range? Seven touchdowns. Oof. (laughs) (laughs) Does that qualify as a bust for you? I mean, he only stuck around for four years because they drafted him so high. 620, 720, 440. Yards per carry. 130. Believe it or not, a respectable 4.7. Wow, that's very respectable. Uh, 4.2, 4.2. Oh, okay. Still not bad. Yeah, but he... uh, (laughs) I, I don't even know what to say. Like, what do you even say? Six, seven, four hundred, two hundred, one hundred. He played on some pretty rough teams, though. Part of it was because of him. <laughs> <laughs> he played on some pretty rough teams. I'll never forget the Monday night we had it wrapped up in Chicago, and Blair Thomas fumbled uh, as we were trying to run down, run out the clock. They recovered. They scored. They beat us in overtime. Worst loss I've yeah, ever experienced tough. as a Jet fan. That and it's all tough. on him. And he just never got comp. I mean, you draft a guy. This high. Wow, running out the clock. Second overall oh, 1990 draft. So he was the number two pick. So there's been three Penn State running backs. Taking number two overall. This will be in the quiz, folks. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's not a good track record. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why you don't do it. I'm passing. That's what, that's what I'm I saying. I am passing. You, you go look at the quarterbacks drafted number right. two overall. So we're like, passing on Barkley. Yeah. We're passing on DeAndre Hopkins because he's dating Ziggy. Ziggy. Ziggy Azalea. Yeah, yeah. Is either one, either one. <laughs> either way, I'm out. I'm out no matter and what. And now I'm out on the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Yes, and that highest paid wide receiver now uh, is Odell Beckham Jr. with his new deal. Now here's so the question: what, what Who did it, he replace as the highest paid? Correct. Hmm. There's the trivia question right back at you. We're into the sports round without ever well, doing there's general two, knowledge. There's definitely two guys. And tell me if it's one of these two. Is it either Antonio Brown or Julio Jones? It's yes, they're two and three. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> good, good for you. Brown is highest. Okay. Jones is next. Okay, so so Brown had the highest. Correct. Contract. Okay, it's all a matter of who signs most recently because each guy has to get paid more than the last. Right, open. provided they're at that top tier level. Like you know, there's just something about Odell, like Antonio Brown. He had a little bit of a run with video and stuff, whatever. But that guy just seems like all about football. Antonio me. Brown? Yeah. Oh yeah. Julio Jones. I've never heard I've never heard the guy speak. I mean, I've never just, even it's just football. I don't even know what he sounds all, all, like. All I know is what he can do with the football field. I don't know what he Odell sounds like. Odell Beckham to me just seems like he likes the celebrity. Oh, he, he's, he likes, he's out in LA. He's gonna yeah. be dating this one. How long before he's dating Iggy Azalea? Or the counterpart of. Right. So it's coming. Now that he's got five years, ninety five mil. Right. Like, whatever. He, if his ham's tweaking him a little bit. And because of where he was taken in the draft, he never got paid like that crazy. He did get a good he sneaker did, deal. He did well. He, yeah, he did, he did well. Right, but now, now that he's the, I don't know. His first rookie contract earned him twenty mil. 
I'm so torn with that team because they have such weaponry, but I see the regression of Eli. But you have to think if they didn't know something. Oh, and they got that uh, guy from Minnesota, that offensive coordinator. Is that didn't they get that? Yeah, guy? Pat Shermer. Yeah, that dude's awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, look He's, what he did with the. That's, that's why. I, that's why I feel good about the giant offense. All right, we do have to keep it to the Quizzo Trophy podcast, which is uh, now turning into oh, the fantasy oh, football podcast. Yeah, you got one more thing. You're gonna get this once a year, people. When it's, it's this gonna week happen. of the year, it's just it's all on our it's brains. All, yeah, it's the first thing. If you, you think like about fantasy when you football, up, you can't get enough right now. You want all three o'clock in the morning last talking night. About it. Yeah, but I do have some non fantasy football related stuff for you. Change the topic. Go ahead. All right, I'm gonna give you this one first. Okay. This freaked me out. Remember you were doing uh, the the greatest villains of all time a yeah. couple weeks ago on the Quizzo podcast? Yep. So it got me looking at movies with villains, and then I was at, I came across some stories about movies based on true stories, but that have sort of villainous, you know, uh, nature. In other words, like real villains, real right. people that have real, Great. real people you don't want to come to. So I'm going to ask you this. Loosely based on the Herman family's experience, what movie take that took place in Long Island saw five members of the cast die mysteriously after it was filmed? Amityville Horror? No. Was that what it was even called? The Amityville Horror, yes. Okay. You got that right it's in terms of the name of that, but it okay. was not the movie. All right. Is so, it a horror movie? Oh, yeah. Poltergeist? Yes. Ah, oh, shoot. I, I knew that. Absolutely. I didn't know that that was... That was based on the Herman family from Long Island. Based on the Herman family's experience, they move into a Long Island home where they experience objects and furniture's movies moving, sometimes flying across the room. These in- these incidences were witnessed by police, religious people, and the press. Okay. So this was not a these people I said think it I happened. Once, now that you're saying it, I I, thought, I just didn't realize it happened in Long Island. I thought strangely, it happened in, in, in Europe or in London or something. Strangely, something similar five actors London. who starred in the movie passed away shortly after the film's release. Jeez, yeah, I didn't realize it was five of them. I knew the one kid died or something, and it was very strange. I remember that happening. Like that was We were kids when all that went down, right? That was yeah. like, we were probably like seven yeah, or eight. I saw Poltergeist. Did you? That movie terrified me. Is that I, the one where they're sitting in front of the TV set? Yeah, and she gets sucked into the TV, that, yeah. and they got that like little woman who can, can communicate with the poltergeist, and it's got this insanely creepy guy who wanders around the town, uh, who's like dead but not dead, and it's just the worst. It's most yeah, I could not watch ever. that stuff back when I was a kid. I just finally have gotten to the point where I can get through. Like I finally watched it, the the new one. Mm-hmm. It took me like three sittings to get through, but I, I was able to do it. But, yeah, back then when I was, like, eight and nine, there's no way I could watch so something they, like that. I would have been up for a, a week. Oh, it still gives me terrors to, to speak of. So this the follow-up to that is the other movie I came across based on a true story, which I sort of knew was based on a true story, but I didn't know the details. Jaws. Well, well that yeah, that one I knew. Okay. Peter Benchley's novel about uh, so do you know right the, here in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. That's, and do you know the details? Yeah, there was a great white shark, right, that swam up the river. So here you go. So based on a string of shark attacks off the coast of New Jersey, the Jersey Shore, July, July of 1916, four died in five shark attacks in the course of 12 days. The New Jersey governor set a bounty to catch the shark, and a couple days later, an eight-foot great white was caught nearby. Yeah, which is, you know... In terms of great white, eight foot isn't huge, but the fact that we had one in like a New Jersey river, or, right? Or something, and it swam was, up like, and then just started devouring people. Four attacks in five days. Yeah, I think there must have been something wrong with that shark. Like, yeah, it was it just, crazy. It was just like you know, just like how you could have a crazy person. I think there was just something wrong with that crazy thing. shark. Yeah, it was a crazy so, shark. There you go. Throw uh, throw something non fantasy football back at me if you will. I'm trying to think if that novel was called Jaws because that is a good. It's a good question. If, yeah. you, if we know the name of the novel, yeah, we'll have to get that in the quiz. Blair, or Thomas. we could we could even ask it like the you know Peter Benchley's novel became what? It was called Jaws. The novel was the novel Jaws. Was Jaws, yeah. Jaws, the novel. Peter Benchley. Why did I think that Spielberg is the one that named it Jaws? Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't look like it. I have to look into that. All right. All right. Nail. My turn. Yeah. What country's banning of rock and roll music led to a 1982 hit song? Iran. Yeah, yeah. Rock uh, the Casbah. Rock the Casbah, The Clash. Yeah. Yeah, you got Cherie, it. don't like Good it. Good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rock the, well, I know my closer today. Remind me. 
You want to go with the three up. countries that, since we're on the topic, that W referred to as the axis, axis of, of evil? evil? North Korea, Iran, and Iraq? Yeah, you got him. I remember at the time when he said that, I was like, North Korea? Who gives it? <laughs> Especially because weren't we at war with Afghanistan at the time? I mean, it, we, we, I think he said that in 2002. So it was right after, and it was like, hmm. but I guess, I don't know, why, why is Afghanistan such a problem? Like, do they, do they have, are they making, do they make money from the drug trade or yeah, something? Yeah, I think uh, it has two natural resources that are incredibly in demand. One is like, um, let's say lithium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort yeah. of, yeah, some sort of mining that, yeah, uh, they, that we're doing that we that. desperately need, and that's why we care about it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be paying it even a lick of attention. Mm -hmm. uh, and the second one is opium. It, it, I think. Were the Russians after the first of those or, uh, two? poppy seeds. They have poppy fields all over the place, so right, the heroin it's... supply all comes from there. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not like you can't grow poppy other places. It's just yeah, illegal but... to grow other places, right? No, but I also think they have, like, regions that are so ridiculously fertile for those for that particular thing that okay. it's just that's what grows. So I don't know. Uh, I have not done too much research into the heroin trade, fortunately. Those movies freak me out. There's no movies I want to watch less than, like, train spotting oh, or, like, movies no. about that. Like, I can't stand watching people on drugs. Actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, I, 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 I like I, I like funny drug it. movies. Like, I've watched Half-Baked. That's amusing. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like, people are really on drugs. Yeah, really on drugs. Like, do you ever see... Uh, some, I think it was in half bake. He goes like to rehab, and then he's at like a rehab session, and people are like, "You're here for weed," and Bob uh, Saget is like, "I've sucked multiple <laughs> for coke. Like, you ever done that for a joint? No, I don't think so." <laughs> he just tells these horrible stories. That's another great Bob Saget bit role where he's like so out of character. Yeah, I, you know, I, I saw that movie twenty years ago, but I, it's, I haven't. That's it's not funny. fresh in my mind. But it's yeah. You know, I love the Trump. one part where uh, he's talking about like, give me a snorkel. Uh. He's <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, hurry up. He's like, yeah, it's and he's like, Jim Brewer trying to. I don't have a snorkel. He's like, All right, give me an avocado, no. <laughs> a screwdriver, and right, they're a, trying to make a bong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> All right, good stuff. What do you got? Or did I just ask that one? Or did you just ask that one? Sometimes I lose my place. The audience knows this. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't pay attention to who asks what in order. All right, but well, whatever. I will ask you this one if you want one. I want one. John McCain's family, yes, has fought in every American war since what war? The Spanish American War. The American Revolution. Ooh, really? That kind of family, huh? <laughs> yeah. Every well, single well, war. Let, let's insult him after he dies and cause a whole controversy because the guy said some not nice things about Mr. President. Like, by the way, that's gonna that was that was not pretty. I didn't like that. At wait, all. wait. So what happened? I mean, be specific. He refused to put the flag of the White House at half mass until he was basically forced to. He made such a ridiculous con <laughs> like he made a ridiculous statement. That's not true. Oh yes, really? it is. Oh, oh yes, my it is. Gosh. Oh yes, it is. Um, on top of that, he. <laughs> I, I think the bet the best one is he. He posted wouldn't put the flag in half mass for John McCain. Nope. Oh my god. He had to be forced to. It didn't go half mass till the, like midway through the day when basically right, people. I thought went, I heard something that said Melania puts the, the flag at half mass at the White House, but uh, listen. Yeah, I mean, this, this was this was all over the place, all right. and and apparently uh, the woman who just lost the Republican nomination for governor of Arizona. There was right. like a three-way race. Like yesterday you're yesterday, talking about? Yeah. yeah. So one of them that lost, who was the one supported by Trump, uh, came out and said she thinks John McCain purposely announced he was going to die to screw her campaign because they were adversaries. So they got her on record talking back to a guy like that's in her campaign staff. Was this after he already died or before? It was the day before when he announced, hey, we're pulling the plug. He's going to die tomorrow. Right. They said, oh, they did the timing of this right before the primary. They they killed. He basically decided yeah. to end his life to hurt my campaign. Can you imagine like the no. arrogance of somebody saying something like I, that? I, I thought it was funny that he said he didn't want Trump at his funeral. funeral. Yeah, sure. Uh, just well, to you, not remember have what, you remember what Trump said. Trump said, I prefer war heroes that, that don't, don't get, get caught. caught. The most disgusting That was comment. the moment where I was like, all right, it's over. Like, yeah, like he he'll never recover, recover from that. People are, yeah. That's you know? why the grabber, 
line was like, oh, that's nothing. He told he, he said told McCain. War, war here. You <laughs> dodged the draft. I prefer. You never fought in anything. You dodged the I, draft, and you're talking about. I prefer war heroes that don't get caught. It's the that is. <laughs> I mean, if you if you need to, I don't know, know how he ever recovered with. from that. I don't. If you're, I don't like. I don't even know how defenders. It was just of because him Hillary was such that. a bad candidate. Let's yeah, face it. Sure. I mean, the, the Democrats did it to themselves. They stole the election for Bernie. And stuck us. You see the uh, Florida race that's going to happen now, the gubernatorial race. It is the ultimate like I'm only concern with Vermont. It's basically Bernie versus Trump. That's the race in Florida. So the guy that won the Democratic nomination okay. spent the least amount of money of all the candidates, but he got Bernie to show up and uh, canvas for him and and support him. And he went right to the top and beat all. He beat, he beat this Democratic millionaire. <laughs> Listen to this idiot. He spent forty million dollars on this campaign. He finished fourth place. So can you imagine you drop – you're like, I'm going to be governor. You drop – Yeah, well, Corzine did that. Yeah. He dropped he, $100 million, Sure. I guess and he got he, to be governor for four years. Right. Well, but this guy tried and he failed. So this guy's the mayor of Tallahassee, and he's going up against a uh, congressman uh, from uh, the other side of the state, from Jacksonville, who was a war hero – or not a war hero, but a, uh, a soldier um, – 39 years old and like is totally aligned with Trump and the other guy is totally aligned with Bernie Sanders. So Florida is the most interesting battleground state of all. Because this could possibly be a preview. Uh, it's it's huge. You know, plus it's a state I have vested interest in. So like, you know, yeah, uh, one guy's like Medicare for all the other guys like throw them out of the country. <laughs> build a wall. <laughs> you know, anyone who's not white, go home. So we'll see. Uh, anyway, all right, I'm going to ask you, uh, oh, I had a couple of, uh, of, uh, very interesting ones here. So I asked you the poltergeist one. This is, um, this is something I, <laughs> you're not going to like it, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> did you see who is cast to play Bruce Wayne's father in the new Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker movie coming out? Okay. To the ex- so Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. Yes, Joaquin Phoenix is. Is the this Joker. a Scorsese project? I don't know. Because I remember hearing a while back that uh, DiCaprio was in talks of of playing the Joker for Scorsese, but that was over a year ago, and then I heard nothing about it. Well, I love the Joker, and this is the Joker origin story. Yeah, I think so. But you're not going to like this I've been this waiting for this forever. Yeah, you're and not going to like this. you're telling me I'm going to hate it, huh? You're, oh, Bruce Wayne's dad. Bruce Wayne's dad. Yep. Da-na-na-na. Da-na-na-na. Idris Elba. <laughs> That's a great guess. Alec Baldwin. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I am Are not, you kidding I am me? Not, I am absolutely not kidding you. Alec Baldwin has been cast to play Bruce Wayne's dad, the one that dies. So you're gonna get. I think the last get... good Baldwin character was Jack Ryan in The Hunt for Red October. Love that movie. Can you name the five Jack Ryans? There's been five now. Yeah, this used to be a good trivia question when there was like two of them, right. and then now, and then, it, and then the third end. came in. And now we got we're up to five. I can name three. Right off the bat. So yeah, obviously go, you got go Alec Baldwin, uh, you got Harrison Ford, and you got John Krzyzewski. Oh, so you got him. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I, oh, dude, I have an Amazon account, and they do nothing except advertise the Jack Ryan TV okay. show that he's a part of. And okay. I love him. Who's his wife? There's a oh, trivia question. Emily Blunt. I love her. <laughs> you can have him. I'll take her. Yeah, I like her more, too. Yeah. She's yeah, my I'm favorite. On, oh, I'm on Team she, Blunt for sure. He doesn't even know how he got her. No, and it's it's almost like it, it, yeah. She didn't even see The Office. She wasn't even a fan of his. She got introduced through a friend. Yeah, he must be a great guy. He looks like it, doesn't he? Yeah, he he's does. Jim. He's freaking Jim from The Office. I mean, how he is doesn't. he not going to be a great guy? That's the opposite of that Kristen Bell relationship. Oh, uh, Dak, whatever. Shepherd is that his name? <sighs> Dak Putzfit. Oh God! Like, yeah, she left your buddy for, yeah. for him, and that's that's horrible. What a story yeah. that is. He he uh, got her. All, he brought her up basically. And all the guys like that guy, for that, and they're still together too. Oh yeah, it's just weird. Um, all right, throw one back at me, and then we can, you know, I don't know. Like, oh wait, I, so you you want to give up on the Jack Ryan? Let's finish. Oh it off. oh, the other. You're two. only two away here. 
Yeah, so... Jesus, uh, please don't tell me Ben Affleck yep. was one of them. Oh, there you go. You got four out of five. Son of a bitch. That's impressive. I remember something about that, and I was like, I cannot believe they did that to me. Well, that's when it, the character just got ruined. I, ne- I never. Had the, I didn't see what he was in, so I don't. Because the Alec Baldwin character was great. He was great, and then you get Harrison Ford for a little. Yeah, Baldwin got go to, screwed out of that. Did pretty, he? Yeah, pretty. I've heard him tell the story before. That he he got. He didn't out turn of that. it down, huh? No, not at all. It was the opposite. They they basically replaced him because some movie exec got deep into debt with Harrison Ford for a different film. So he had to make good, and wow. he gave him that. Imagine how his career would have been different if he had held on to that role. I mean, kid's got guy, guys in his mid-60s got four kids under guy's, five years old right now. He's television with Tracy Morgan yeah, for I know, his career, as opposed in, to being Harrison Ford. It's in syndication. You know what kind of checks he's getting? I'm not saying the guy's that? not making any money. No, he's making I'm money, but he's not a respected. His, his he, his no one's career looking at him and being like a joke compared to where he was. I don't agree with that, but his career definitely didn't take a Tom Cruise projectory. Let's just, a traje- I mean, I had him as one of the best, the best young American actors, yeah. out there. And yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And now he's you know doing bit parts. I don't think the last guy you would get is too tough. I don't know. Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah, he did it. Wouldn't wouldn't have been able to. He, I, don't, he, I still wouldn't even be able to pick him out of a lineup. All right, he he's the um he's a good actor. He's the new uh, Captain Kirk in those remakes. Yeah, okay, no, I know. and that those are great. Sure, Star. I'm not a big Star Trek fan, but I All like right. those remakes. I'm reasonably happy with that. Yeah, four what? out of five is not. I bad. didn't know you would get Krasinski. That was the guy. I yeah, yeah I, no, I definitely got him. Um, all right, so we were kind of. I think we're just in between general knowledge and sports at this point, so it doesn't really matter which one we do since we started the entire thing with sports. Um, I got more if you want it. Let me know. Well, I'll give you this. Uh, I guess I could save those for entertainment. So I'll give you this one last one. It's sort of an entertainment question, but it's kind of like a nice bridge to history. Okay. So released August 26, 1968. So it's a 50-year-old song now celebrating its 50th anniversary. It's 7 minutes 11 seconds. What was at the time the longest single ever to top British charts? Hey, Jude. You got it. You, did you see that? I guess no, I, I didn't. But the you just timing knew that the just, timing and yeah. how long it was. So it celebrated its 50th anniversary for Hey Jude, number one in the U.S. for nine weeks in a row, uh, and the hey first the longest, seven minutes 50. eleven seconds. Yep, Hey Jude's fifty. So does that mean Julian Lennon is fifty? It was is written it? about him. Yeah, so. but he was already alive, so maybe he's like fifty-two, fifty-three. Okay. So I don't know exactly when Julian Lennon was born, um, but yeah. So, so at least you didn't have to deal later, with Yoko Ono as your mom. That one didn't. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, Yoko is so fascinating. I don't even know what to make of it. I, it's, it's, I kind of agree with most things that she agrees with, but her taste in music and that whole... I was never into the avant-garde... I Never into it. I, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't even know what to say to that. What about, like, Frank Zappa? Has he ever done anything for you? Yeah, I love Frank Zappa. Are you kidding me? Look out where the Huskies go when don't you eat the yellow snow? I mean, that's poetry. Yeah, Joe's Garage. Is, Joe's Garage, one of my favorite. Sorry. Maybe the best song. The class just got bumped. Yeah, it's going to be that, a Joe's that Garage. That's the best song ever. Oh, I love Joe's Garage. Love Joe's Garage. So, all right, let's... Uh, I want to move on to... You got a sports, anything sports-related? Oh, yeah, I got sports for you. Oh, I got sports. Feel free. I have, uh, what I was have one. You only have one? I have only have one. Because I talk most about the sports stuff. And All right. All right. I'll give you one, and then you can. I've got one that I want to go to because it's fantasy football, something I dug up. But okay. let's go with this first, then, I guess. Uh, who are the first two members of the 500 Home Run Club? Major League Baseball's 500 home run club. Who are the first two members? Babe Ruth. Which is the one hopefully everybody gets. Right. And then now the real question. Mm-hmm. Who is number two? Second. It's not going to be a name that... It's not like a Willie Mays or something like that. It's even before that, so... It's got to be like a Fox or a Greenberg or... You got it. Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox. There you go. Not bad, right? Nicely done. Thank you. Appreciate it. Because he was, next to Babe Ruth, the biggest power slugger 
of sure. his generation. I know he's a Hall of Famer, and I know he's a member of the 500 Club. No, you were right. It was, it's almost so, a 50-50 flip. Is it Greenberg or, or is it Jimmy or Fox? Fox. Yeah. Right. So there you go. Uh, glad my baseball skills have not Because Lou Gehrig didn't get there. No. 493. Yeah, it sucks. Seven but home I, runs I sort of away. knew that. When you look at his record, it's he's not just part a, of the 500 Club. Yeah, just not enough years. Yeah, well, he took off a lot of time to fight for the country. Didn't he? Yeah, and I mean, he had to retire because of his Lou disease. Gehrig's disease. Yeah, so if, if he had played both Some comedian season. had a great line once. is like, Lou Gehrig had Lou Gehrig's disease. He should have seen that shit coming. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not funny, but... Uh, That's no. pretty funny. <laughs> All, right. All right, so here's my question for you. Um, I'm going out of your wheelhouse completely. Okay. okay. But I want to know if you have any idea who the youngest... Uh, here's the way I'm going to ask the question. Driving for Roush Fenway Racing, so if oh, you don't know anything boy, about uh, NASCAR, maybe that's a little bit of a hint. Who's the youngest Daytona 500 winner ever at 20 years old? So did this come across your radar at all? It's no. not that old. It's old enough that the last time we asked this question, this wasn't the answer. All right. It used to be Jeff Gordon Yeah, at that's 25. who I would have guessed. He was 25. This guy beat him by five years. He was only 20? 20. He's got a great name. I think he's now my favorite driver because of this stat, and I already like his name. I wish I had a guess for this, but I don't. Okay. It's Trevor Bain. Okay. That's I wouldn't his have name. gotten it. Yeah. I didn't figure You know, I knew it was out of your wheelhouse. Did he win this year's, or was it? No, it was a couple what? years ago, oh, but at 20 years old. But I figured maybe that had... Uh, it's funny you won that. I usually pay attention to who won the... Like, just... At least it comes across my radar. It's the one. I'm not going to ask you who's the youngest winner of the Delaware, you know, yeah, whatever. Cause yeah. that, but the Daytona 500 is the Super Bowl. Usually of makes usually makes a headline, but man, that, that name doesn't ring a bell, and I haven't heard from him since. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough name. Well, he's an active driver. He's ranked number 11 right now. I look yeah. at that. So, but Jeez, he's only 22. So, like a lot I of know, these guys I mean, I wonder, go until their late 30s. I wonder if I had to do the top 10 right now, how I would make out on that. But I only knew like not four or five well. names because a lot of the the core ones are gone. All right, so here's my uh, fantasy football stat okay. that I dug up for you. Who is the only running back with 195 carries and 35 catches the last three seasons? There's been only one running back that has had 195 carries and 35 catches. Hard to believe. One guy? Oh, I did have one more general. Oh, I could use this in geography history. This is fine. Um, one guy with 195 carries and 35 catches the last three seasons. One guy. How is that possible? My gut tells me Lev Bell, but I feel like he was injured multiple times, so maybe he didn't get there for 195. Um, Gurley, same thing. A couple years ago, he was injured. Uh, I God, I hope the answer isn't like Frank Gore. Um, can't be Zeke and played long enough. <laughs> I'm gonna say Le'Veon Bell for the sake of uh, I don't have a better guess than that. All right, so Le'Veon Bell is wrong. I'm gonna throw this on on to you, on top of it. Okay, he is also the only running back with 1,100 yards total combined. Okay. And eight touchdowns the last three seasons. So same guy. Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman. Yeah. I was, that was the other guess I had. And he's 26 years old. And, and he's, he's falling. And, he and he's paid. on a team that has had double-digit wins the last two seasons. It that doesn't make any sense. It's just because he's got a counterpart in Tevin Coleman who people love. And he splits a lot of time. And he right, So the ceiling might not be 1,800 yards right. and 16 touchdowns. No, but the but, floor looks pretty <laughs> impressive at this point. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about 1,100 yards, 40, 50 catches maybe. Yeah. No, I, I love Eight that. Eight touchdowns. Uh, all right, that's that's good stuff. I think we we gave uh, a lot of fantasy football stuff. I don't know if we're gonna revive fantasy sports bars uh, as a podcast. That might be the the domain we use or AC Fantasy Sports. Not sure, but we are thinking about it, and we're trying to get ourselves active because we do care a lot about fantasy sports. Those of you who know uh, Nick and I's story know that that is something that has been a big part of our lives for many many years. Um, let's move on to geography history. I have a couple of really good ones in this. Uh, let me you. give you one more. Sorry. He got one more. I got one more. Because help it. Because it's fantasy football season, man. I understand. So, I'm okay with this. Okay. I'm okay with this. So you, 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 you clobbered me last week 
with the question about Des Bryant having the most yeah. touchdowns. It's a good one. All right, and and I I guess Antonio Brown. Sure. And I, I forget how many years yours went back, but say like five years. Twenty twelve to twenty seventeen. Okay, which for f- fantasy football it just takes too many years. I usually do a three year look back, and it wouldn't be Des Bryant. <laughs> right. So the the three seasons, the most receiving touchdowns, Antonio Brown. Right. And who else? Wide receivers. Sure. Sure. Of course. Um. Hmm, but not tight ends, right? Tight ends don't count. Yeah, but I also have the only tight end that has had seven receiving touchdowns in the last three seasons, if you're interested in that. It's either Kelsey or Gronk. Neither. Really? Yep. Ertz? Nope. Graham? (laughs) Jeez, I'm all over the place. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Kyle Rudolph. Oh, my God. Isn't that hard to believe? That would have been (laughs) guess 21. I know. It would have sounded like this. I had all this stuff it would have, for sound, you. It would have so been like, nope, like, nope, 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 nope. And then I would have been like, Kyle freaking Rudolph? <laughs> it's like, you remember when he was, uh, when uh, Teddy was guessing all the white trash names? Yeah. And then he gets family. to the last one. He's like, Is it one of those names, but has a. Not freaking. No, no, no. Not freaking Kyle Rudolph. Brandy. Kyle Rudolph. No fucking way. Yeah. Um, wow. That's a good one. So let's see. Last three seasons, most receiving touchdowns. Beckham? Nope. I already guessed Julio, right? Nope, but it's not Julio either. Definitely isn't Mike Evans, I can tell you that. Nope. Christ. I will give you a clue. Sure. He had a torrid half of a season two years ago. And it was like Fitzgerald. Nope. God. Hopkins. He's another guy that's fallen. That I just uh, we had him last year on our team. Uh, well, we have a lot of guys. We have a lot of teams. I don't know. I've given seven guesses. So. <laughs> Doug Baldwin. Oh my god! That's <laughs> crazy. That's that's even lower down than <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph. I know. I never would guess that in a million, million years, years. I never would have guessed that. I know. Especially we had him last season. And he and scares was... the hell out of me this year. The guy's like, knee? my knee is never going to be a hundred percent. You don't want to say that and have me draft you because if you want me to not draft you, that's how I do it. I don't know. I think he's going to have a big year, but well, I know a lot of people are down on him, but he's a he's such a risk, such a risk. Yeah, but he's falling to the point where I don't know. In the right league, I'd take him. I'm, I'm not taking him on a short bench league when you only got five spaces. That's and true. He's going to be your fourth pick taken. Well, right, but what if he's the sixth? Well, now we're going to yeah, have a conversation. Now we're going to have a conversation. So anyway, everything is now. Old. You can move on. I've, I've gotten right. my uh, sports. In. All right, so I got two great geography history questions for you. Uh, two absolutely fantastic ones. Uh, one is history. One's geography. Which one do you want first? Geography. Okay. There is only one direction out of northwest, east, south that no country has in its name. Which one? Okay. Well, it can't be north or south. You think? Good elimination. (laughs) I think there's a place called East Timmer or something like that. So I'll say west. West is correct. (laughs) Unless Kanye West buys an island and starts renaming it. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that question. Yeah, right? I mean, you got to... Is is there more Easts? I guess there's... There's a ton of Easts, yeah. There's a couple Easts, and uh, now the reason why the question was spurred on was the second part of this question. What region north of Greece is going to go through a name change for its country? What region north of Greece that's part of a completely different country? It's not part of Greece. Uh, is changing the name of its country after years of negotiation with Greece. Macedonia? Oh, you got it. Okay. It will now be called North Macedonia. Okay. So Greek, uh, Greece. So South Macedonia is in Greece? Right. That's And North Macedonia gonna is going to be its own country. It was part of the old Balkans, or, or what, what, not the Balkans, but the it was part of the old region that was north, that was part of a, a Yugoslavia. Right. Right. And they have been calling themselves Macedonia, and Greece has been adamant about them not using that name because they're very protected. It's very confusing. Yeah, but also because the historical ties for Greece and Macedonia yeah. are huge. Alexander the Great. That's exactly right. Yeah. So this country, you already hit the answer to the question, this country, as a rebellious act several years ago, named their airport after whom? Alexander the That's Great. That's right. So you, when you flew into what they called Macedonia, you're flying into Alexander the Great Airport. I Greece mean, you, made him change. Greece has enough going on that they could give Macedonia Alexander the Great. Yeah, but this, it, but what they're saying is this region 
was like the northernmost northern part of the Macedonian kingdom and was nowhere near their center right, it'd be of like, operations. It would be like Alaska renaming themselves the United States and trying to claim our... Something like that, yeah. Just it, <laughs> it's like you're right. not even you're you're barely even here. You're, you're separated by a million miles away. You're at the like far reaches, and you're trying to come up with a name that people might care about, even though it's not part of your ethnicity on any level. So they so, settled on North Macedonia. North Macedonia sounds, sounds fair to me without knowing and the details. Now you figure, how does a country have leverage to do that? Well, they kept them out of uh, the EU. So because they wouldn't change their name, Greece vetoed their entry. As a country. So okay. part of the negotiation is change the name of your airport. Now they can get in the EU. Change the name of your country. This is what we're going to settle on. And I read somewhere that it was like, you know, whatever number country that now has a north or south in their name. That's what spurred on the question. The only one that doesn't, west. Cool. Good one. Good stuff. Uh, let's see. Geography, history. Yeah, I only got one more, but it's a doozy. It's a fast. It could be a top ten. It could be a lot of things. So we'll see. Uh, the inventor of the printing press, mm-hmm. or what inventor of the printing press, shares his last name with the star of the Police Academy films? Uh, Gutenberg. Got a first name, though? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, was he like Martin Gutenberg? Or, nope. Well, he's not Steve not Gutenberg. Steve. We know no, that. I'm looking for the printing uh, press yeah, oh, Okay. Uh, Johannes? Yes. Johannes. Uh, Johannes Gutenberg. I was like, I only know two Gutenbergs. Steve <laughs> and, and Johannes. Johannes. Yeah, I like that. That's great. <laughs> Police Academy is an underrated film franchise. I, just, I, I loved them as a kid and haven't seen them since. No, I, I'd so like to keep it in my memory banks I, I, as I enjoy I don't I know if it, it would hold up or not. I doubt it. I, you know when I can see all those things again with my kid? You know what I'm saying? Like, as she grows up, I'll watch these old comedies like Goonies and, and uh, you yeah. know, E.T. Because I know she'll like them, Yeah, but I wouldn't watch them by myself. So. All right, so here's my question for you. And again, this could definitely what be part of a... What if we get a top a... ten? I mean, not a top ten. A picture round out of Police Academy. Oh, somebody had a request for a picture round from sure. the uh, cast of The Outsiders. Yeah, that's a good one. I wonder if you have a... Like, yeah, see like Thomas Howell, it. throw a little Tom Cruise in there. Got uh, Charlie... Or Emilio Swayze, Estevez. Swayze. Ralph yeah. Macchio. Ralph Macchio making an appearance again. <laughs> God bless you, Ralph Macchio. You, you know what? I like that guy. Oh, yeah. I told you I the saw him on about, Broadway. The great thing about the, the great thing about Ralph Macchio is he doesn't do anything unless it's phenomenal. Like right. there's it's no in like two movies: yeah, Karate yeah, Kid, Kid and My Cousin Vinny. And then my cousin fantastic <laughs> movies. Two of the best movies right. ever. And and just then, fantastic. And he does Broadway stuff. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, He's very involved in Broadway. So did I tell you where I saw him? What he did? Yes, he, he went to that thing where they do the reading. Yeah, celebrity, celebrity, celebrities reading pages from autobiographies of other celebrities, right? And basically picking the most pretentious page they could find and, and doing it in their character. So Macchio did David Hasselhoff, and that was absolutely my favorite. Like him talking about the plight of Baywatch and like what it meant to be a sex symbol it was just ridiculous. <laughs> and every time he said Hasselhoff. He, like, twisted his body. Gave that Hasselhoff. He gave, like, a Hasselhoff, yeah, Yeah. so. Good for you, Ralph Macchio. Okay, so this is part of either going to be, for me, a top ten list or a question on its own because it's got different components. Um, As a top ten, I don't have the whole list in front of me to discuss, so I'm just going to ask it to you as a standalone. What U.S. president had the highest IQ in history for U.S. presidents? So of all the U.S. presidents, who had the highest IQ? I've got the list of the top ten highest IQs. Man. I don't even know when they started testing IQs, but I wouldn't imagine it was before the 1900s. Every president's on here. They figured out a way to measure every president. All right. I don't exactly know how. I don't know what the methodology is. I know That throws it off for me. It's Money Wise that did the the list. Money Wise magazine. Hmm. But just assume every president's up. Okay. All right. For the sake of time saving, I would say these guys are both top 10, but they're not going to be the top guy. And I would say Lincoln and and Washington are. Ironically, both are not. Even on the top 10? No. I was was shocked by that. Washington, not so much because he really didn't have formal education. He was a soldier. You know, he was. Yeah, but when you're studying IQ, I mean, he did come up with the whole, you know, sack. The English on. I mean, he he, he was. A, he took lose, an underdog. He did lose five of the like. I forgot what his his record was in battles. But yeah, he but lost he was a huge underdog, and he figured out how to win it. So yeah. 
There's got to be some IQ. Yeah, there's got to be some IQ there. Yeah, but it doesn't measure street smarts. And, and Lincoln. Yeah, I thought was Lincoln to, was on that list for was sure. Was able to keep the union together at a time where it didn't look like that was likely. So, all right. So, anyway, dodge those two. Yep. Not on the list. All right. Well, that's your big clue, especially for. I narrow uh, this down to two guys. Okay. And while I'm doing that, tell me it's not Barack Obama. Nope. Okay, so I've still got my two. One guy they nicknamed the professor. He was the president of Princeton and the governor of New Jersey. They... He's in the top five. Okay, so that's Woodrow Wilson. And I think he's number five. Okay. And keep in mind the point spread between five and one is microscopic. So okay. it's like all five are all very, very, very smart people. So my guess for number one, and he could easily not even be on the list, but I'm going to say it was Bill Clinton. I was shocked, but he's in the top five. He is in the top five. He is in the top five. But he's not number one. He is not number one. All right. Those are, those are sort of the two guys that stood out to me. If I have to keep going here, let, let's go with... Um, let's go with... Nixon. Nope. Hmm. Lincoln, by the way, number 11. Okay. So he's not totally out of the out of the mix. They got Clinton at four. Clinton's four? Yeah. Wilson's five? Where's FDR on the list? Oh, I think I got I think I got it. I think I got number one. What do you got? Thomas Jefferson. Number two. Oh. Jeez. Where's FDR on the list? I am looking right now for FDR. FDR is number twelve. Okay, a tough, a tough five to crack here. We're, we're close though. We got Wilson, Clinton, Jefferson missing one and three. Yeah, three. I thought maybe you'd get. That's an interesting one. One I was. Shocked. One is that tough, huh? Yeah, I was shocked. There must be something about him that I don't know. Um, but nothing is. Nothing is ringing out to me that any of these guys are any smarter than I mean Eisenhower. Nope, John Adams was one estimated IQ of one seventy three. Yeah, all right. So the the I guess now that you say it, Adams, Jefferson, and number three, John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Yeah, he crossed my mind, but I don't know where they're coming Supposedly, up with that. Supposedly, he had an IQ of one fifty eight, and this is Simonton's estimates who did this study of the president's IQs. Because I found another article that basically said John Quincy Adams had the highest IQ, and he wasn't rated for some reason and was thrown to the back of the Boy, list. I know and, very little about John Quincy Adams. Yeah, me neither. So Clinton, they had four, and then James Madison was five. Uh, Jimmy Carter, surprisingly, number <laughs> six. Peanut Farmer. Yeah, peanut farmer. And then Woodrow Wilson was the name that you were thinking of the professor. They have him at seven. Oh, he's back at seven. Oh, so who was five again? Uh, five was James Madison. Okay. So, interesting. It's interesting. I don't know how I'm going to ask that exactly, but uh, I might say what founding father was considered uh, is considered to have the highest uh, IQ of all time among presidents. You could always do a two for ten, all three for 20, and give them any of the top ten. There you go. So there's there's ways. Sometimes we work these things out on the podcast itself. So what do you got in uh, geography? Well, I'll stick with we'll this move on theme here about presidents. Of the first five U.S. presidents, how many died on the 4th of July? Two. Three. Three? Three of the first five. Are you serious? Who's the third? Monroe. Oh, James Monroe he also, also died, died on, on July 4th? On July 4th, yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I heard he's a pretty good president. I heard the same thing. Yeah. Not one of the smartest, though. No, apparently not, but he definitely one of the deadest. So we obviously know the story of Jefferson and Adams both dying within hours of each other, and supposedly one of them writing, I can't believe Jefferson beat me, <laughs> and he died. He's like, I, you know, my only... Yeah, Jefferson was already dead, and he was <laughs> right. lamenting that he outlived him, but yep. he had died earlier that day. But yeah, so that's everybody's going to jump all over that two of the five because of that insane trivia. But it's actually three of the 
That's crazy. All right, so let's uh, move on to entertainment. Final round of uh, questions for this week's Quizzo Trivia Podcast. I'm loaded, so that's why I want to get to that. Uh, What 90s television show launched the career of Claire Danes and Jared Leto? My so-called life? Yes, all over it. So I just read this whole thing recently. Like, look at this ad I'm showing you on the phone. Okay. Remember uh, Rayanne had, like, a friend who was, like, no. a, a gay guy? I never saw one episode of that show. Oh, okay. So they cropped him out of this picture. Why? So th- they did this whole shoot, and apparently U.S. Magazine did a feature of it, and they cropped him out because he was a gay dude in the 90s, like, flamboyantly gay. Wearing so they took him I- out of the they ad? They took him out of the ad. Oh, my when they gosh. When they put it out there. So he put this out on social media being like, you don't know what I went through. Like, I was one of the stars of the show. I had more was he gay time. in real life? Or oh, was oh, he yeah, yeah, just a character? No, of the super, show. super gay. And on the show? And on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, one of the scenes was him and, and uh, Claire Danes doing their eyeliner together in the girls' bathroom. You know, uh, but he got literally cropped out of the photo, and he posted this on his social uh, media. Man, that is like, else. You know, times uh, times were not always easy for actors. I was a star of the show, and they basically wouldn't acknowledge my existence. But yeah, my so-called life was an interesting one. Jared Leto and uh, and Claire Danes. Who was the principal at Bayside High? Oh, Mr. Belding. Yeah, Are you yeah. kidding me? principal at Bayside High. <laughs> Insulting me with that. That's I could I could tell you I've written three Save by the Bell trivia games. Okay? <laughs> I know I did not know an that. insane amount of that about that show. I, I could tell you uh, Screech's girlfriend's I mean, I name. Think that was all before we met. Like I didn't. I, you weren't still watching Save no, by the but Bell. I grew up I on you. that show. I watched every episode of it growing up. I loved uh, Kelly Kapowski. She was like my ultimate dream girl. Like if you would ask who, me who as a kid, yeah. who is the one woman you would literally kill to be with? It'd be like, yeah, Kelly Kapowski, no question. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't even close. Who was played by? Uh, her name's not Kelly Kapowski in real life. No, I would have changed it. Tiffany Amberthies. You got it. Who also appeared as a replacement for Brenda Walsh on the show. Beverly Hills 90210. Nice. I thought that was a good... It was weird, though. It was a weird thing. It was like... I love this. This is my cousin, like, out with Brenda. Cousin moves in. All right. I I, I loved it. I thought it was great. The parents left, too. Do you remember that? They lived in the same house in Beverly Hills. Did they live the same year, or did she... She left first, right? Brenda left first, and then the parents left and supposedly moved to Hawaii and just decided to give the kids the oh, 700000 I don't know, something like that. The they didn't go back 000. to Minnesota with Brenda? No, I don't think so. But they, but Brandon all of a sudden was like in charge of a house, which does not happen. That kind of stuff does not happen. I'd have to go back to what was my favorite part of that. Like, What time of that show was your favorite? Like, If you could think of the – there's some specific – like plot lines or something like that, or just like yeah, you know, what version of that was your okay. favorite when it was Brenda? No, it was my. I, I, or, or was your favorite? As soon as they got rid of the blonde Steve kid, as soon as they got rid of the blonde kid that killed himself with the gun, that show got a lot better. Do you remember uh, Brian Austin Green? Yeah, bag. David David Silver, right? Yeah. So he had a best friend through the first like, yes. two now seasons of about. the show, yeah, that was and their on. whole relationship was annoying. Okay, and when David Silver got cool, it was after this. Dude killed himself, and they got rid of him, and then he started hanging out with the gang and wasn't a nerd anymore, and then it got interesting. I, I will say that when Dylan was not on the show was not like my favorite. No, I like Dylan and Brenda very much. Yeah, I don't know why I like that show at all. Dylan drinking Peach was Pit, a great time. Peach, like when Dylan, yeah, Dylan was Dylan out of control, drink, drinking. Those were great Peach episodes. Pit after Dark, that was the end. That's remind like Tiffany Amber Thiessen is the one that right. owned the Peach Pit after right. dark that, garbage. You were oh uh, see I, I, I didn't mind that because no, no, no. no, that no. was kind of the return of Dylan when he came back. And... I, Dylan and Brenda once that was gone, I think the show was kind of at a different stage. Okay. Then it was just like they're they're doing it to do it. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, we both are huge fans of Quentin Tarantino. Would you not agree? Oh, yes. uh, one of my all time favorites. My favorite. So. I want to know if you know the theme of Quentin Tarantino's next upcoming movie. And I could give you the title yeah, I if do. you want. Okay. I, I, I know this. It's about uh, the Manson murders. Got it. Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood. They yep. casted their Manson. So, what do you think? Who is it? What's his name? Uh, I don't know. I just have his picture. I like the idea of it being somebody that you don't know already. I've, I've never like seen that, this guy before, but he looks Rolf like Charles Manson. Young to me. 
Oh, yeah. Eli Roth? Yeah. <laughs> no, not Eli Roth. Eli uh, Roth is a producer. Or, yeah, uh, but he what? was in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, was he? Yeah, okay, absolutely. Please. But no, you're thinking of the German guy that... Uh, oh, Christoph Waltz? Christoph Waltz, yeah. I'm glad that he's not Manson. Ah, absolutely. All right, well, I'm excited for that. I love everything Quentin Well, who was Honey does. Bunny? You know, the what's the name of the guy that played Honey Bunny? Or Remember the beginning yeah, of that? Tim Roth. Tim Roth. That's, That's the guy I'm thinking, thinking of. of. Not yeah, Eli he's Roth. in everything. Roth, yeah. He's in everything he I, does. I, he, he wouldn't be Manson to me. No, he was good. He was in that movie... Uh, the or the TV show, the Liar TV show, where he could like read you. Yes, you like that show. Yeah, it was good. The Mentalist is that what it was no, called? No, that's a different show on uh, CBS, but uh, something like that. Lie, but Tim Roth, liar, lie to me, lie to me, lie to me. There you go. Uh, all right, what do you got in the world of entertainment? I still have one more. Okay, dokie. Did you see what company has announced that it will uh, end their late night adult programming? Comedy Central, HBO. Oh, so no more real sex or no, gone. It's all gone. All gone. We're getting. And right, I love the statement getting... that they made, like, as if they're doing it to like clean up the network. And it's like so nobody's watching that crap anymore yeah, because have, you have unlimited have pornography. pornography. <laughs> 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 nobody's watching that shit. I don't need to watch real sex. Look, I gotta sit there 74. and then I have a uh, you know that that I have to put up like recently watched. And, and you see, I'm watching cat calls at two o'clock in the morning. I don't think people are doing that anymore. No, when I was a kid, <laughs> I was very grateful for real sex though. I mean, I that mean, was we, the I think we all were, that right? was the factory uh, right there. Well, so. real sex I even, really. I even dated a girl once who admitted to me that she used to you know that's what got her. See, real. That shows a little bit too much for me, though, at times. Like, I didn't need to know all that stuff was going on. No, there was, on. like, one segment I wanted to see. Right, like, once right, you, right, once right. you got into, like, hey, this is a group of uh, nasty grown adults with whips and, and <laughs> leather. Know, I was like, crazy, okay, crazy we're on, you know, like, when does uh, NFL... That was uh, freaking me out, man. Yeah, right. Like, what is this? What is this? Oh, no, I don't want any part of that. No, absolutely. Um... Okay, I have two, actually two left. I'm going to ask you this. This was in this yeah, week's okay. quiz, but I didn't get to it last week. Uh, what Canadian band had a 1993 hit song that only had the letter M in its title? The Crash Test Dummies. Boom! Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. That's the it's the funny, song. that's what they're remembered for, but they had a song I liked better than that. I, I It was the follow-up. I vaguely remember it, but I don't or remember it was the, the pre name. Maybe it was before... Mm, 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 might have been the follow up to another song. Okay, but I'll have to, it's I'll have to take never a look. played anymore. You never hear it, but it was. Well, that's why we have Spotify. Just how, remind how me to make song? sure I go back to uh, Joe's Garage. Yeah, once there was this kid. It's a creepy song. That's the mm, mm, mm yeah, song. Yeah. I think the other song sounds exactly like it. <laughs> trying to. All right, so they're two. Yeah, Superman song, right? Isn't that their other sit? <laughs> you want <laughs> this is great. We love oh. playing this game. Spotify hits, right? So, what do you think the spread is between their number one and number two played song? Twenty million. Sixty million. Oh my god. Sixty-three for. <laughs> and then the other one. <laughs> three million hits. Wait, wait. Mm -mm has sixty-three million. Sixty-three. And the other has three. Three million. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> So clearly I was right. The yeah, other one was that, never played. Never played. People don't even bother checking I, it out. People completely forgot about it. Yeah. No. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's a good one. Do you uh, want to tell me who the highest paid actress in Hollywood was? Last year? Yep. God. I usually follow these things religiously and try to look at that list, and I haven't seen it. You want a clue? Yet. Yeah, sure. I told you 15 years ago this is the greatest actress of our generation, like 15 years ago to the day, probably. Like, so right around. She English? I remember the. No. She's, no. She's not English. No. So it's not. She's like... been my favorite actress for 15 years. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Really? Finally, the highest paid. Wow. She got to the mountaintop, surpassing Angelina Jolie. Probably that movie where she's going around killing everybody. Well, that, and she's in the Marvel movies, uh, so she's getting go. Marvel mo movie I, I, money. I forgot and... about that. I forgot. What does she play in Marvel, in the Marvel world? Uh, she's she's with uh, Tony Stark. Right, but she's... In the Iron Man. I know, uh, but she's a character. Well, uh, I mean, I, I don't watch those movies, so I, I don't remember the character. Well, we gotta, we the gotta... last time I saw was, what, Iron Man 3 or something, with the closed captioning on? But I want to know what her character is. Is it like... It's not Storm... Yeah, I know she's your favorite, so that wasn't going to be hard to figure out. And uh, she's still dating that dude from Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Good for her. As far as I know. 
Oh, she's the Black Widow. Yeah, that's it. Natasha Romanoff. The Black Widow. The Black Widow. That was one of the great scenes where she just starts kicking everybody's ass. Yeah, I like that. I mean, she's good at it, too. I, it's funny, because I just asked a couple weeks ago. I didn't do it on the Quizzo Trivia podcast, but I asked a question about the uh, spider of species, Lactodectus, that kills their male after mating. Oh, the Black Widow. Yeah, it's 31, apparently 31 different versions of widows, not just the black one. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, all right, this was uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, and one of the few I do remember seeing as a kid, you know, early teens, then I saw it as an adult, and not only did it hold up, like, the humor was just as spot-on and brilliant as I thought it was uh, before. It's being remade with an all-female cast, okay? So those oh, are your clues. So it's like Ghostbusters? Just like Ghostbusters, exactly. So Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson will will remake what movie from the 1980s that starred Steve Martin? Planes, trains, and automobiles? No, but that was a great guess. That's a great guess. I'm thinking of like a duo. Yep, it, it is. It's a buddy comedy it's movie. It's a buddy comedy But there's, a, there's always Martin? a third person. If I told oh, you, Three Amigos. Nope. There's a th- oh. yeah, but the third person is the. I I, I could give you another. I could give it away immediately. <laughs> Clearly, I don't know the answer. If I give you but... a plot, a plot point, okay? Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway play a pair of grifters who try to set their sights on taking the fortune. No way, my blue heaven. No, no, no who try to oh. set their sights on taking the fortune away of a uh, under tw- or a young twenties uh, tech uh, tech guy. So they play grifters, con artists. Oh, oh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. You got it. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. So Rebel Wilson's producing it. I do like her. I think she's funny. She's funny. So Anne Hathaway. She's in the, is she the, she's in those singing movies? Yeah, yeah, she's in Pitch Perfect. Yeah, Pitch Perfect. She's the one that, she says, uh, you call yourself Fat Amy? And she goes, yeah, so twig bitches like you don't say behind my back. Yep. She was also in, was she in a TV show that I might have watched like five episodes or six Uh, episodes? Possible. She's I think fu- she had a short run at a, on a TV show, but it somehow caught my radar, and I, I remember watching. I it. It love Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's a great movie, yeah, that's a and classic. it still holds up. It's still just as funny uh, today. So that's that's all I got for you. Got a, one more entertainment to throw us away? Yeah, sure. Um, what band did Bob Dylan hire for his um, 1965 U.S. tour and 1966 World tour? What band did Bob Dylan hire for his 1965 U.S. tour and 1966 World Tour? Jeez, that's an interesting question. But uh, God, who's Bob Dylan's backup band? 65, 66, and I think they were still together in 67 before this band went on their own. Oh, they went out on their own. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't know the answer. The band. Really? Yeah. So it's Bob Dylan and the band. Yeah. Yeah, The band. Yeah, the band. Bob Dylan's band. Oh, no kidding. Yep. No, I did not know that. All right. See, I like that. That's that's exactly the kind of little tidbits you get at the Quiz of Trivia podcast. All right. That does it for us, uh, for Nick. Should we sign off with uh, Robin Leach's signature phrase? Uh, we lost him this week. Oh, Robin Leach died? Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, it was something about... Uh, has nothing to do with reaching for the stars. Uh, <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> uh, caviar wishes and champagne dreams. There right? you go, everybody. There we go. Caviar wishes and champagne <laughs> dreams, everybody. Rest in peace, Robin Leach. Glad we didn't kill you. And the second hand guitar. It was a Stratocaster with a whammy bar. We could jam in Joe's garage. His mama was screaming and his dad was mad. We was playing the same old song in the afternoon. And sometimes we would play it all night long. It was all we knew and easy to do. So we wouldn't get it wrong. All we did was bend the string like... Hey, down in Joe's garage, we didn't have no dope or LSD. But a couple of quarts of beer would fix it so the intonation would not offend your ear. And the same old chords going over and over became a symphony. We could play it again and again and again because it sounded good to me. One more time.
We could jam the Joe's garage. His mama was screaming, turn it down. We were playing the same old song in the afternoon. And sometimes we were playing all night long. It was all we knew, and easy to, so we wouldn't get it wrong. Even if we played it on the saxophone. Talked about keeping the band together We figured that we should Cause about this time We was getting the eye From the girls in the neighborhood They'd all come over and dance around Like So we picked out a stupid name Had some cards printed up For a couple of us And we was on our way to fame Got fashion suits And a sign on the back of the car And we was ready to work in a go-go bar Chance in life to play a song that goes like. Wow. Wow. 